0: This is Adam Tafel, and you're listening to The Success Recipe. What's up, everybody? Ta'alo Lover and welcome to another episode of The Success Recipe. Oh man, today's episode was awesome. Had a really great conversation and chat with Sala Alo. You may know him from his work on flavor and also New FM. This guy is just the epitome of trying to bring happiness, trying to bring hope and joy. Um, We had some really good conversations around uh, Pacific communities um, and also just getting people to speak up and share their journeys and their stories. The next episode i put up is going to be a little bit different. I've actually been in this podcast game for a year now, so I'm just going to do a little bit of a recap into uh, what my journey's been like. And also let you all in on some big things coming in the future. Uh, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Salah Alo. Peace. Hey, bro.
1: Hey, man. You finally got there,
0: eh? Yeah. Thanks a lot for uh, the flexibility, bro. Appreciate
1: it. You've made it okay? No
0: yeah, no, nah, it was just um, I mean, it, it was car troubles, but like broken down in oh. a not so ideal place and all. <laughs> so it's just yeah,
1: I've heard those I heard those messages before. Like uh, I can't catch up because my mate's in trouble,
0: and it wasn't car trouble. So that's why I wanted to know if your mate was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Nah, thankfully, it was the best case of a worst case uh, scenario. <laughs> well, nice to meet
1: you, Adam. My name's Seller, by the way, too, bro. Yes, nice to meet you, bro. Thanks for reaching yeah.
0: out. You too, bro. No, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I uh, just run a a little side podcast called The Success Recipe. Um, seen it. I've seen it. Bro, yeah. Why do you want me on there, bro? All these Flash people that you got on there. <laughs> Don't know about Flash, bro. You know, just hustling, trying to work, work my way up after food chain.
1: Well, man, if you got me, then
0: you're not very far up, bro. <laughs> You go backwards, mate. Go backwards. <laughs> mate, it's a it's a ladder across.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: anyway, yeah, thanks. Thanks for reaching out. Um, yeah, no, I really cool. appreciate it. So just wanting to kind of have a bit of a chat about um, yeah, kind of where you've come from. I guess take it back as far as Little Seller And then um, yeah, kind of the journey to where you are now. Um, and you know, I mentioned that there's a couple of other things that you've done as well. Um, some similarities to work that I've done. So, uh, working in community health initiatives, um, I I did it in South Auckland. So I'm assuming you may have done similar with the Heart Foundation. But yeah, just kind of seeing the different pathways you've taken along your journey so far, and getting a little bit of insight into that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um yeah, bro. I, I saw you questioning, so all good. I don't know how far back you want to go. I don't think you need to. You want to go back that far? We'll just have a chat. We'll just <laughs> yeah, have bro. a chat. Tell me what you want to. What you want me to answer? I'll be more than happy to answer.
0: Mm. Cool. So, um, was was radio something? Obviously, it's where you are now, and I I guess a lot of people would know you from. Was that always something that you were passionate about, and saw as an end goal for you in terms of a career?
1: In short, yeah, because I'm not very good at anything else, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Sport didn't take me very far. I thought that I knew that wasn't going to be. the end end goal for me and uh how, how i looked at it right is i'm a, i was i'm a pretty good communicator and i'm a good talker and that's pretty much it so i thought okay there's a platform here on, in, in media that i could really launch myself into and at the time that i wanted to get myself into radio there had been already established pacific people in radio on on an older platform on older platforms but not as many on the mainstream platform. Mm. So I just really wanted to dive into that and be uh, uh, basically be a brown person of Pacific heritage on mainstream radio. And when I told people when I was studying, cause I've, I'm, I'm qualified and when when they asked me, why did I want to get into radio? I actually said, because I want to uh, promote our people on mainstream radio. And it, and And actually they sort of laughed at me because they didn't think that it was going to happen in terms of a Pacific platform. Mm. And not long after I sort of graduated or qualified, boom, there was a Pacific platform.
0: Mm. And so when, when you wanted to, to have that journey and that end goal, was it, was it being able to be an advocate for Pacifica and tell their story or were there other motivations behind that end goal as well?
1: No. Basically, exactly what you said. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an average guy. You know, I'm, I'm an average human being who uh, who wants to achieve, but I'm hardworking and I put the work in to get it done. Mm. So I saw people see media and people on, on the media platform as something or someone to aspire to. So putting me in that space, honestly, I thought, well, if people see this brown guy, in that space surely i can achieve the same thing so as uh as a vehicle to inspire others to be on that platform or inspire others to inspire others to chase their dream or whatever that's a powerful medium media and you know what what you say actually does inspire a lot of people can go the other way as well but it's a very very powerful platform and i wanted to use it for good
0: you know like superman does yeah what uh, challenges did you face along the way? Obviously, you know, there's, there's things, uh, obvious barriers that, or roadblocks that you may have run into, but what other challenges did you find along the way that potentially could have, you know, turned you around and just made you think about giving up, that you were able to persevere? Past? Oh, oh.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a
0: goodie. Um, I didn't see them
1: as challenges when I first sort of got into the business because you just put yourself in a position to be lucky. You know, people say, oh, he's lucky or she's lucky. Well, that may be true, but you put yourself in a position to be able to make luck happen. And if I didn't put myself on that platform, if I didn't go and study for my Bachelor of Broadcasting Communications degree, I would never be here. So there weren't, Uh, The challenges were, I wanted to be on that platform, how do I get there? The only way I can be, I can't just walk into a radio station and say, hey, I'm pretty good at talking, can you hire me? That doesn't happen. So, you know what I mean? So, my initial challenge was, okay, how do I get there? I need to study, I need to get educated. So, put myself on that platform so at least I can have an opportunity to be lucky. Yeah, of course, like anybody, man, you get challenges along the way Outside of that, and we can talk about that because there's there's the health side of things that were challenges. But as far as my career in media, normal challenges that you would face in any job, the media is an interesting thing, Adam, that we um we can talk about at another time if you want
0: to, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another topic. That's a another topic, to, bro. that's a big can to to try that's, and open up and work your way through. Yeah. Awesome. So um before that, is that when you did your work with uh, the Heart Foundation before you got into media?
1: No, I did it uh, while I was in media. Okay, so I've got some health problems of my own. <laughs> I've got a few actually. <laughs> and one of them is uh, i've got um, I've got heart disease, not as not as a result of rheumatic fever, which our people are very uh susceptible to. I've just got a, a a problem with one of my valves. That was my tool valve, which was replaced with, um, I think it was a, a, a pig ear type of situation. One of my valves weren't working properly, right? Mm-hmm. So I had open heart surgery around that. And when people found out I had open uh, heart surgery, the Howe Foundation approached me to do some work for them. And I really enjoyed that because it was yet another platform to be able to uh, talk to our people directly having gone through heart disease myself or having stuff you know mm. so um yeah at the same time as doing media i was doing stuff for the heart foundation
0: okay cool and when you got to the position that you did uh within media um you know to have the cheesy spider-man quote with great power comes great responsibility how did you feel once you were finally in that position to have influence and be able to share and spread, you know, important messages for the community that you wanted to advocate for. How did that make me feel the, the, the weight of that power or whatever? Yeah. So like say- just, yeah. Getting there and saying, you know, realizing that I do have a lot of influence and I can, you know, do a lot of good. How did that make you feel? Did you expect to have that much power um, when you got to that position? Or influence, sorry. I won't say power, say influence.
1: (laughs) Influence. Uh, No, I I, I welcomed all of that with open arms because, again, here's an average guy who is going through either going through stuff with health, with with his health condition, or has has ticked the boxes as far as getting on media. So I didn't see it as uh, having any impact on me. In terms of um, do I feel do I feel pressure around it? Mm. I welcomed it because I was able to advocate for Pacific health. I was able to advocate for all things good, not just Pacific. You know, Mm. all all things good. You know, that's how I see see my
0: role as well. And what were some of the uh, most enjoyable moments once you got to that that top of that mountain and just kind of was riding it? Bro, you're giving me all these props, and I don't think
1: i deserve i deserve. Any. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you know we're never done. You know, yep. and what you're doing now is an excellent thing. Is is awesome what you're doing, mm. and you know that you're not done yet. Mm. So you're not at the top. I'm I'm not not at the top, but I feel like because I'm in it for the right reason. Mm. You know, right. you're in it for the right reason. Mm. I'm in I'm in it just to try to be positive uh spokesperson or whatever uh and keeping and and being active in promoting those messages Uh, i don't feel like i've i've hit the top i'm i'm nowhere near that i don't think anyone should even settle for complacency about Mm. around Mm. any of that they should just keep going if they have a platform to keep
0: going they should just keep going keep climbing And and I mean, that's why I like asking the people I interview a question like that, because um, you know, you say, you, you know, you're a normal guy and a lot of other people would consider themselves normal or whatever. And, and it's good for them to see uh, role models, people that they would perceive as role models be um, just as hungry as well. So, you know, it's, it's a good message to say there is no end. You know, I continue to do what I want to do because I'm passionate about it and it's it's for a cause. It's not for an end goal or a destination, you just keep on going. So, yeah. that, you know, that's why I throw those curveballs because, <laughs> and that's what made that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned to you, and this was just to, to kind of um, talk about it as well. So, uh, with my role that I did um, with the community health, I was working for Sport Auckland. So, I was working um, with Green Prescription, uh, which is, you know, kind of the community health, uh, you know, mostly trying to improve health within the community. So I was doing that in um in um Mangere, and then out west as uh, out east as well. So Pemua. but um trying to advocate um you know for everybody but also the communities in that area because I'm half someone as well um and just knowing the importance of trying to communicate those ideas. Um what do you see as uh a way of being able to try and communicate and and create a positive influence around health within, within the Pacifica community?
1: Oh man, that it all comes down to education Mm. as you have seen in your role with what you did with sport Auckland and green prescription. And the more people who are sending out the messages, the better our our community is able to receive them. We're, We're hearing bits and pieces here, 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 and here. Um, it makes your job hell of a lot harder because you haven't got other people supporting those messages. That's what I found at the Heart Foundation, anyway, because yeah. we yeah. were we were doing our bit, um, and there were lots of people doing their bit, but it just messages were getting lost here and there. But our people also need to pick up on the education. Um, I use I use that I, I used an example of of KFC going up in Otar. You know, yeah. I know, I don't know if you heard it, but there's a petition to sh- shut that down. And so, so yeah. it should. South Auckland doesn't even have the fast food joint. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, you probably know this one in three people in this country are, are obese and in lower socioeconomic places, that's even higher in South Auckland amongst mm-hmm. our people. And what have we done to reverse that trend? Well, the powers that be probably done nothing. You and I, trying to do well bit but everyone needs to be on their page trying to do that mm. and I just I that was the biggest challenge just trying to get people to understand and educate them on what they're doing. Like there was a there was a news piece around that KFC thing and they shot <laughs> they put the camera on this old Pacific guy mm. and he was welcoming it because he said he could go in for dinner which is fine, right? Which is fine. Mm. But they don't see a lot of our people don't see the adverse effects of what that place does to the whole community mm. good for the good yeah good dinner for one night a week mm. maybe yeah. you know yeah but you're doing it every day you're not. you're you're not doing your body any good and sometimes i don't know whether you saw this as part of your role with sport auckland is you have one big mac and then you and then somebody a civic person thinks that a walk around the block is gonna take that one big Mac off. Mm. And it's that's not how it works, you mm. know. How how many times around a block do you have to walk to get a one big Mac off, bro? You know you would know
0: this. Yeah. Oh honestly, I think it's I think a pie is like forty-five minutes of like medium to high intensity, you know. That's like a jog. There you go. Not a walk. Forty five minutes For a pie. <laughs> of, of a of a jog, three quarter pace of a jog, mm. To mm. get rid of a pie. Our yeah. people
1: don't understand yeah. that. A lot of our, sorry, a lot of our people don't understand
0: that. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's heightened in areas where, you know, they call them like food deserts where you, you drive around South Auckland, drive around Ōtara, there's no fresh f- food markets there. And and that's, whether that's the system or the higher ups, but it's just strategically placed and it's just ratchet. Oh it's, bro, it's rubbish. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, our,
1: yeah, that's 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 another discussion as well.
0: Yeah, but yeah, rubbish.
1: Exactly. you know, that's taking advantage of our people, mm. and uh, and that's
0: I I don't I don't buy that at all. That's yeah, no, nah. because in in my role, you know, I I would see DHB funded. It's it's numbers. You got to do so much, you know, work to check the boxes. But you know, I'd meet people and they're like, I can't, you know, I don't own a car, so they live in Mangere. I don't own a car. You've got countdown. And then other than that, if that food's too too high for them, they have to walk or catch three of buses course. to go to a, yeah. a, a farmer's market. So what's the motivation to do that when KFC is right down the road? And, that, and, and you know, I hear
1: that, and, and, and you're right, right? So what this comes down to at its core <coughs> is education. Mm. Not just educating about our food, but encouraging our young ones to get educated, mm. to stay in school, stay in school, know stuff. Go mm. out and get an education so you can put yourself on another playing field that is not going to be supported by this rubbish system does that yeah. make
0: sense yeah 100 percent. and it's um yeah, it, it 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 can sometimes be harder as well for the young ones with the uh you know the commitments to the family as well and that's where you've got oh, yeah. that, that tightrope that you have to walk of do what you're passionate about it's like well no <laughs> i can't <do> <laughs> no
1: i get that I, I i get uh i understand that but oh, Yeah, I, I still support what education 100%.
0: Oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Like the, the doors that can be opened with a you know tertiary education is, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that just is what it is.
1: You don't become part of the numbers, man. This is an analogy here, right? Uh, and, and I heard this a couple of days ago, and I actually really like it. You need to stand up and be part of the discussion, right? Mm-hmm. And you be in, and, and when you're educated. You can be. So in other words, if you're having a discussion, you want to be at the table and not on the menu. Mm. You like that one him? Yeah. I'm not and even hungry. A- and I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> be at the table, not on the menu. Mm. I like that. And that's one of the ways to get to the table. This tertiary education, this higher education yeah, thing in school. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um Yeah, so I mentioned to you as well that, um for some stupid reason, I decided to um, register for the Auckland Marathon, not a runner. Why did you go do a stupid thing like that? But you know yeah. what, bro? Are you a Run. runner? No. Nah. Only playing rugby. That's the only cardio you do is on a field. Don't hit the pavement. Have you, have you done anything close to a marathon or anything? Nah. And so this is the thing, and it's going to segue into what I want to talk to you about. During lockdown, Obviously everyone was put in ridiculous situations. I live in a one bed apartment with my missus. We're both working from home. Um, You know, you get to know people really well when you're forced into lockdown. So for me, um, I've had issues before with uh, mental health and and I know that fitness for me is a way that I can um, control my emotions. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna argue today. I'm gonna go for a run so awesome um, started out uh two k's i was pretty happy with two k's and then <laughs> set myself a kilometer goal for the month of april i got 300 k's in the month um i did a i did a 20k around Ponsonby b Gray Lynn, same loop twice and then i was oh. you know with everything else that's going on in the world i was like what can i actually do instead of staying behind my keyboard being a keyboard warrior talking about these things um what can i actually do to help a cause and i was like you know what if i don't commit to it i'm not going to do it so looked on the auckland uh, marathon website browsed saw mental health foundation i was like cool i'll register see if they'll accept me as a charity warrior you know run for a charity and then they did and then i was like
1: oh,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. Can't, uh-oh. <laughs> that's why i did it and and i did it for mental health because oh have you already done it I, i've registered yeah oh but you haven't run it in oh no it's this november yeah yeah Yeah. sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) so registered and um you know given the situation that we're in and and all of the crazy stuff that's happening around the world so many people are going to have issues and 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 there's great so many great charities that you know people can advocate for and run for but this this spoke to me because um especially in, in in different communities especially the pacific community you know it's 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 hard to, um, speak up and it's, it's not normalized to kind of express the emotions and things. And so that's why I wanted to fundraise for mental health. And I, I lived overseas for a couple of years as well and went through some pretty tough stuff. And, and I, I, I always say that if I lived in New Zealand, I would never have um, asked for help. And, and I know that, um, you know, you've gone through some similar things. And so what, about sort of mental health awareness as well. What, what, what makes you kind of really passionate about the topic and, and have, have it just be something of importance as well?
1: Uh, firstly, bro, um, I really admire what you've done. Mm. Uh, uh, to, to sort of not just talk it, but put action behind that by registering for the marathon. Well done on that, man uh you hit something on the head right at the right at the beginning like so let let me just turn it around on you for a second and i'll answer it Mm. so in your view what does mental health look like
0: so in my view i i think it is or previously has been perceived as um and this is across many different cultures as a topic of taboo um and i don't know who i heard speak about this but it should be seen as someone breaking a limb. Like you go to the doctor, you say, I've got a broken arm. There's no taboo associated with that. But when it comes to mental health, you know, people don't openly speak about it. You know, oh, I've got depression. I feel this, I feel that. And, and then people don't be like, oh, I can give you a remedy for that. It's, it's not even spoken about. And so for me, I feel like it's a taboo topic and it shouldn't be. It's health related health shouldn't be physical, it shouldn't be mental, it shouldn't be emotional, it should be holistic. And I think people are learning that health is holistic, potentially not too late, but like, you know, it's coming to the forefront now that it's a holistic thing. There's X, Y, Z to health, not just, I've broken my leg. Oh, cool. We'll chuck yeah. we'll, we'll a splint on that. We'll put that in a cast. <laughs> you put know, you a can't. plaster on my brain over here. Can you, yeah. can you put a plaster? Can you just put this yeah. on a sling? And, and so that's <laughs> what it is
1: to me. Okay, that's really cool. But it's your own personal journey, right? And that's what yeah. it is to me. Like being mental health for me is very, very personal. But it's being able to recognize my, my emotions, whether they be positive or negative, And being able to recognize and deal with that. And man, I have my moments where I can do things on my own. And then I have moments where I can't. So being able to deal with that and recognize and be able to find support to be able to do that, yes, is really, really important. You also mentioned that um for you, that you instead of arguing with your girl, you want to go for a run, you choose to go for a run because you've recognized uh what triggers some maybe what triggers. Yeah. So that makes you feel good going for a run. And I also tell people like, do what makes you feel good. Mm. Um, if it means going for a run instead of staying locked in, go for a run, go for a walk. It's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. I admit that. Right. Mm. Uh, but you need to do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you go hit the gym, go Mm. walk. Um, and so when, um, so for me, that's what it means to me. Sorry. So I just wanted to know what it means to you, mm. and you—you you sort of you're sort of doing it anyway without even actually realizing the holistic approach that you talked about. My journey with mental health—I uh, guess one of the reasons why you hit me up <laughs> is uh, a really, really close friend of mine uh, took his own life, mm. and it's been a year. was a year last month actually may 11th and it's taken me a long time to actually come around to actually do something around it and for a long long time there's a word that's been coming through my head a lot a lot and that word is hope and being able to be you talked about my position where i'm at and do i feel like i've got a role to play on this platform. Yes. And as soon as poor died, I felt like, okay, there's gotta be a reason. There's gotta be some good that's gotta come out of this. And so hope has been very, very close to me. And I sort of try and be spread messages of hope Mm. to give people an ounce of hope to grab onto and then allow them to find whatever it is they need to find to be hopeful and know that it's a season, you know, like, like anything, you know, you, again, easier said than done, mm. but with any season it passes
0: and you move on. Mm. Yeah. And um really appreciate you, you know, talking about that. I know it's not an easy topic and um, you know, for me like triggers and things, like it was crazy. So I, I lived in the, I lived in Boston for five years. And um, when I was younger, I, I did like the gap year to camp America. And I, this was back yeah. in oh oh nine twenty ten 2010, I think. Um, met some of the coolest guys I, I've known. And then I was living over there up until 2018. I was there from like 2012 to 2018. And one of the guys from camp, like we were, we were tight as it was crazy. And then, so it, it was uh 2016 and he, He's twenty-five, and he 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 passed away in his sleep suddenly. He he basically had um like an aneurysm, so no parallels at all. But that was literally like, that was my moment, and and and, and your life just flash flashes before your eyes. And and for me, I looked at all of my coping mechanisms and everything that I'd experienced before, as a young male Polynesian X Y Z, and you know I had to look at I had to look inside, and you know I I saw that like oh, alcohol that was my that was my number that was that, that was my go-to that that was my now run my, my my meditation and it's just crazy and and yeah i can just hand on heart and say that if i wasn't in a different country i wouldn't have seeked help and so um yeah i and, and that's why mental health is 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 so close to me is because i want to normalize people asking for help and just you know saying what's up bro like how are you keep that's a- bang on bro
1: and what you're doing here. And I'm trying to do the same thing, right? Um, mm. Which is good where the more people that do this, encouraging especially our young males or males mm. to be open and be vulnerable to have a discussion about mm. anything, you know, that's that's powerful. So mm. um, well done for doing what you're doing. And you know, I will, sometimes people look up to other, up to um, celebrities, Famous mm. people. I'm not saying that's me. I'm not saying that's me, but you know, like come, big come on, no, bro, no. And and they think that shit. You know, he's got his life together. She's got his life together. Mm. I'll tell you right now, and you know this. I know this. No one has got their total shit together. Mm. No one. You don't. You, 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 yeah, you have big. You get big chunks of your life where you work hard to make sure it's okay, mm. but then a rock hits you yeah so you're you're not you're not all one hundred percent and I think it's really important to let people know that it's okay
0: to not have your stuff together. Mm. It's totally fine. It's totally fine, yeah, and nothing does come easy like hard work is sucks no one wants to do it but <laughs> you gotta you gotta put it in to get to get to even where you want to be and then you have to work hard to stay where you want to be where you are so. Um, absolutely, man. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with that anymore. You just got to work. Yeah. I mean, like I go, I go back to that. My, my, one of the first things I said to you about people say, Oh, he's lucky or she's lucky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's an ounce of luck and stuff, but you got to put yourself in a position to be lucky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that comes with hard work. Yeah. And hard I think,
0: work. I think luck is half of it. Like, you know, someone could come up to you and say, do you want X, Y, Z? and you're lucky that you're there, but you decide what happens from that moment and then how that moment sort of manifests and how far you go with it. So, yeah, I think luck is what you make of it. You can be luckily in the shit or you can be luckily working hard to get to the end goal that you want to get to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I also, I mean, I I don't know uh, where you're at with, with this, but um, faith plays a really, really strong, um, part of my life.
0: Mm.
1: I was trying to figure that out a long time ago as well, because I was mm. having uh, tossing and struggling with that. But, um, that's a very, very strong part of who I am. Mm. And, and that actually really helps me center uh, with mm. the support of my, uh, with the
0: support of my wife and my kids yeah. and my faith that really pulls me through. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a big important uh part of a lot of people's lives as well and um and cultures and communities too. So um if if that's an avenue that someone can um reach out, that's a perfect perfect resource as well. Perfect yeah, place. Absolutely, bro. Why don't you? absolutely mm. awesome bro. Well that was pretty much uh all that I kinda had oh, cool. had in mind, laid out, sure and sweet. <laughs> I hope I didn't let you down, bro. I hope that was okay. Nah, nah not at all, bro. It's it's just sharing messages and, and talking yeah. to people. And that's pretty much the, the nuts and bolts of it. So. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And you're doing share. a great job, Adam. You're doing a great job. Keep talking to heaps of guys too, bro. Yeah. Uh, tell them to share their story, share their journey. The more people who <laughs> start sharing and opening up and being honest about conversations, the better yeah. it is
0: for everybody. And I know my mates have given me shit. They're like, bro, why are there so many girls? I'm like, bro, it's not that. that I saw
1: that and I showed
0: my wife. I think, look, man,
1: why this is, why does it want me? I
0: was like, if you look back, like it was all dudes. And then, but people don't want to scroll back that far, eh? They just want to look at the latest ones. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Bro, I'm trying. I'm just not, you know, people don't want to talk to me. I can see you're trying and if you got any nice work, dudes bro. that want to chat to me bro I'm more than happy to chat <laughs> nice work bro nice thanks work, bro man. yeah appreciate you taking the time bro Shout out. Take care, yep. bro. love to the family have a good night you too bro see you later what did i tell you people amazing guy ton of laughs some great conversations um, some great realizations and insights too so seller thank you so much for your time brother hopefully we can have another chat again sometime soon Um, share that around let other people know about it if you enjoyed it if you didn't let me know let me know why Um, but yeah as I said the next episode I'm releasing is going to be an awesome insight into my journey with the success recipe and then also uh, filling you in on some exciting things to come in the future so thanks and I'll see you then